Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. Go to and I'm and I'm certainly not saying that this is what happened in the in the uh, children case or anything like that with the with the justice system. But then if you're all angry and all that, well, that affects things. You know, when you go before a judge, whether it's administrative, civil, criminal, uh, family, whoever. If you go if you go before a judge and you're all angry, angry, well, that 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 gives the judge a lot of reason to think that you're that you're a less capable person. Right. Because a, cap- and, because and a confident because a confident person. Number one, number one, a confident person knows that if they're feeling angry, they need to keep it to themselves. And they also know that when they're in a courtroom, they need to be respectful of, of the judge. So yeah. that, I, I'm not I'm not saying that that's what happened, but that's kind of what I'm suspicious of for some reason. I, I don't it had nothing to do with anger, but well, um, <laughs> but we do have anger issues and it is important not to take our anger out on other people. I'm one of those people you are not allowed to be angry around me. And when mm. I, what I mean by that is I'm not going to berate you for being angry because I understand people. I mean, people have feelings. It's an emotion and everybody gets angry sometimes and you, you shouldn't hold it in because you will explode. Find somebody to vent to. And once you vent, you know, you get it off your shoulders. Um, you know, move on. And if you need someone to vent to, call me. You can vent. And no one leaves my conversation unhappy. If you um, <laughs> if you're if, if you're unhappy when you leave my presence, you just want to be unhappy. Okay, I'm one of those people. There is nothing that a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> and a hug cannot fix. I am. <laughs> I am a happy person and I'm going to make you feel better one way or another. It's okay to be angry. And it's actually one of the phases that blind people go through. We, I, I always yeah. say we go through maybe three different phases. It's the self-pitying, sad, depressed mm-hmm. phase, the angry phase, and then the last phase that I call your mama phase. And that's when, you know, you start getting like you get into your zone where you're confident in yourself and nobody's going to stop you from doing what you want to do and living your life. Um, and when you go into stuff like we were talking about the courtroom, I went in there fully prepared to have to fight for this child. Thank God I didn't have to fight. You know, I didn't have to argue with anyone or anything like that. I had a great lawyer who, you and it helped that my baby was happy and healthy and whole and you know, I never had to take it to the emergency room for anything. But um, I went in there confident but prepared to have to fight and argue my point. And when I ha- if I had to fight and argue my point, it was not going to be in anger. I was going to do it while educating you. That's, that, that's how you argue your point. You educate people. <laughs> they need education. Because people yeah. don't know. So don't be angry at them. Uh, um, we were talking about how blind people um, feel like they're, people don't approach them very often. And it, and I've seen things that people write on Facebook, and I've met some blind people, and they don't want you to come up to them and tell them, 
tell them that they're amazing. I'm just a normal person. Quit complimenting me on crossing the street. This is a sign of anger. It tell me that I'm awesome from cross. I'm freaking awesome. Yes, I crossed this street with my eyes closed. High five. I didn't even get hit by a car. Yes, like I'm one of those people. I don't mind you giving me a compliment. I don't mind you asking me questions. Now, everybody's not like that. So if you meet a blind person who doesn't want to answer questions or, you know, who just don't want you to say anything to them, don't say anything to them, but don't assume that all blind people are that way. It is our job to educate people. And you can't educate a person in anger because they're going to reject that education and they're going to put you in that handicap box. You can't, you know what I mean? They're going to put you in that box over there. Um, like, oh, this person is just so nasty and yeah, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Deal you're you're a hundred you're a hundred percent you're a hundred percent accurate you're a hundred percent correct. <clears throat> so I I completely I completely agree. Um, you said that you're also a motivational speaker. Can you tell us um how you got into that? Um, a lot <clears throat> of blind people are motivational speakers. What what do you do? Um, it started off in high school, and um, they ha- we had a required reading. I don't know if they still do it, but it was always Helen Keller, our our required reading. And um, they didn't have the book in Braille. They didn't have it on tape. This was like a lot of years ago, and they didn't have anything that I needed. So they watched the movie. They read the book. I kind of got the highlights of the story. I've never actually read um, Helen Keller's story, but I got so many highlights that I felt like I read it. And um, they had to write a paper in class. So my English teacher said, you know what, instead of you reading a book and writing a paper, why don't you come in and talk to the class um, about how you do things around school and at home and everything. So I was like, okay, I was a little bit reluctant. I was kind of scared to do it, but I did it. And once the class was over with, I heard a girl, um, they were walking out and everybody was leaving the classroom. And this girl said, you know what? She's amazing. If anybody messes with her, um, I'm a handle, I'm a handle it for. And I was like, wow, like that made her feel differently about me. And, um, he asked me if I wanted extra credit. I was like, yeah. He was like, can you still come back and talk to the afternoon class? And then another English teacher came and got me. And then after I graduated, my sister took me to her English class for extra credit. And, um, then she had me come to a daycare she was working at. And then it went on from there. I volunteered to go to schools and it ended up going from me being just an advocate for blind people to me motivating people to be a better them. And I was not talking to blind people. I wanted to, I've actually never spoken in front of a room full of blind people. I've always spoken to a room full of sighted people. I've um, done seminars and things like that. And it's always to speak to sighted people. And I, those are opportunities for me to educate these people on how we live normal lives or, you know, um, or just, you know, how we live and everything. And I always take my daughter with me, you know, so that they can see, like, this baby is very well taken care of. And she knows, you know, she under, she kind of understands that I'm blind. She's only four, so she understands as far as, as much as a four-year-old can understand. But um, that's, that's how it just took off from that little class in high school. Um, I'm trying to monetize it because it's mostly been volunteering. 
And um, I'm kind of hoping that someone sees me and says, hey, um, I want to pay you to come and talk for me. But um, it, it's rewarding to even be able to speak to people and hear people as they're leaving, like, wow, I got to get my stuff together. If this blind person can do so much with her life, I know that I can. You know what I mean? I just, I love doing it. <laughs> well, that's great. That's that's really, really good. I'm sure that there are ways of monetizing that type of thing. Um, but that can be, that can be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I mean, even with people who are doing motivational speaking for other reasons, it's getting out there and getting known. And a lot of times, um, the motivational speakers have books written, which I'm working on one. So they have a book to promote or something like that. So I'm, I'm working on all of that. But like I said, I don't mind just speaking to people. I love to, make people feel good however I do. It could be one-on-one or in a room full of people, but you are not going to walk away from me feeling down. If you came in here down, you're going to leave with a smile. And if you don't, I feel like my job was not done properly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, that's really, really, really impressive and really accurate. And really, it's a really, really perfect message to, to teach people in the world. Well, you know, one of the things you could do is, um, you know, start start a podcast. That's certainly one. Do you, do you have a podcast? I don't have a podcast. My um, friend who usually who does some of my shows with me, Anthony Parker, he told me last night, he said, you know, you're very knowledgeable and you talk a lot. You need a podcast. <laughs> so he told me last night. And I said, well, maybe I'll look into getting one. <laughs> Yeah, you should you should look into Anchor. It's a great place to start. It's free. Um, it's very easy to send out your material and to uh, you know slowly grow grow your following for you know for for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that I will look into. Yeah, definitely. If you have a friend who you'd like to podcast with, that's good. That person can help you. Can show you maybe if they're on Anchor, they can show you how it works. But I would highly recommend. <laughs> Um, that, that, that particular software. There are many others that you can work towards, but you know, it's all, it's all you have to pay for it and, and, and anchors free. So there's a lot of, a lot of free ways to get your message out there. And then basically you just have to keep working hard. Yep. Um, until, um, until you see results, until somebody notices. It's, it's very hard to get people to watch and notice though. So that's, that can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but it's a it's a start. So that's yeah. Any any start in the right direction is is a start. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you know, and when you are uh, not doing these motivational sp- uh, speeches, um, what other activities do you do? I am a stay at home mom. Um, I have a four year old who will be five in a few weeks. And that is a lot of work, believe it or not. People (laughs) don't know that um, being a stay-at-home mom is really hard work. Um, I also, I work out every day. I um, occasionally go to, they have a place here called the Blind Center. I go there for a yoga class um, once a week. I am currently taking some classes through Hadley, some um, business classes through Hadley. Um, so I'm doing that online. 
I'm involved in church. Um, like I mentioned, mentioned earlier, I'm the vice president of the Southern Nevada chapter of the NFB. And so I work with them. I, um, right now I'm putting together our first annual black tie white cane event. It's a fashion show and auction to, um, raise money for the, for our chapter of the NFB for some scholarships and things. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm very involved in community service, anything that I can do to keep busy because a bored Jennifer is a depressed Jennifer. So <laughs> Jennifer always has to find something to do. I spent a lot of years um, doing nothing. I worked for Marriott for about five years and I went to school for massage therapy for um, two years. And after that, I kind of just was in limbo and I was like that for a very long time and I um just nothing was happening in my life and I got really depressed to the point that I just didn't want to be around anymore I was kind of laying around and doing nothing and it's I realized that I have to go out and do something so that I I won't I'm, no one's responsible for my happiness I'm responsible for my happiness so I had to get up and get out and start going out into the world and doing what makes me happy. I love going to the theater and I will go to the theater alone. I'll go to the movies alone. I'll go out to eat alone. I don't have a boyfriend or a husband or anything. I don't have very many friends. And so a lot of things I do have to do alone. And it doesn't bother me to do those things alone because I'm I'm responsible for me. I can, if I'm taking an Uber, I can leave when I'm ready to leave you know what I mean if I'm taking paratransit I have a schedule you know scheduled time but I plan what I'm doing around paratransit um I have a very support I have very supportive parents so when I'm in Las Vegas my mother and I will go to the store sometimes when I'm in St. Louis I hang out with my dad and a few friends and cousins so I I had to I had to get myself together no one was responsible for that. So I had to pull, I, I'm, and I'm a spiritual person. I pray. So um, it between God and me, we, we moved me along. <laughs> we moved me along. So I do a lot now. <laughs> and, and that's great. That's great. Um, and do you, um, so do you go to NFB national uh, conventions at all? I haven't been to one in a long time. I have not attended one yet, and unfor it, it's so unfortunate. I didn't have, I don't have the money to do it yet. I'm hoping that I'm able to do it next year. And um, they, what I would say was, unfortunately, they had it here last year, and I was out of town that week. I didn't realize that I scheduled my a trip to St. Louis um, for that month the same time they were having the convention and that would have been perfect for me because it was right in the city and I didn't have to get a hotel room or anything, but, um, I wasn't in town. I would, it's people describe it all the time and it sounds like it's an awesome event. So, um, I'm hoping that I'm able to go next year. Mm hmm. Yeah, I've been to a couple. I think um, it depends on if you're interested in the activities and the meetings that they're having, you know. Uh -huh. um, I think if you want to network with other people, it is a good way to try to do that. Um, 
but you know as we were saying before a lot of the blind people in my opinion who go to these conventions some of them are quite grouchy and quite uh, quite of that angry crowd so you know you got to be careful about that mm-hmm. but but um but there are there are some nice some very kind people in our community just like just like any community and i'm in a, i'm in yeah. hello yes i'm listening i'm sorry oh. Oh, no, no problem. I'm in a lot of communities, and there's always one grouch. There's always one angry person in every At the very least, there's always one or two or ten. <laughs> yeah, there are always a few. That's, that's a side effect, I think, of our society and of, um, you know, people being in groups and things like that. You know. And... Um, well, that that is that is that is interesting. I've I've never been to St. Louis or, or Nevada, um, what or or Vegas. What, what what can you tell our listeners about? You know, in general, outside of the entertainment, how is Las Vegas for blind people as it relates to you know accessibility and ease of transport and getting around getting around that city? Um, their paratransit system I do like. A lot of people don't like it. I've never had any problems. Um, with paratransit and again it might be because of my personality I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty friendly person and so the drivers are pretty friendly with me and everything um, walking around here is not very accessible there are very few sidewalks um, they have very large streets to cross and they have these um, drains I don't remember what they call them aqueducts or something like that um, because they have flash floods here. A lot of people, mm-hmm. they tell people not to walk in them. They're like tunnels because people get drowned in those. So you have to be careful not to walk underneath because even though it doesn't rain here often, when it does rain, the sky just opens up. It's like a lot of rain when it does rain here. So um, it's not very accessible as, accessible as far as um, walking around. I usually take paratransit or Uber, and like I said, I haven't had any problems as far as that goes. St. Louis, um, I always have my dad in St. Louis. I, I only lived there for eight years, and um, that place didn't seem all that accessible as far as anything was concerned. They have certain buildings that people with um, who are, have physical handicaps have to live in because their apartment buildings all over the city are not accessible. They have steps leading up to it and no ramps and things like that. St. Louis is a little bit behind in everything. I was raised in Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. And because I was raised there, I know a little bit more about Cleveland. Cleveland was very accessible. They were very accommodating. It's like they, if they didn't know once you got there and you talked to the people anywhere that you went it was like okay we have a blind person in the building they come here regularly or they live in the building we're going to make sure that we get them taken care of and I think that anywhere that you go as long as you let them know um, what made me start going out more is that my brother my brother encouraged me and um, he said anywhere that you go call ahead let them know that you're blind, you're coming. They want your money, so they're going to accommodate you. Tell them you need someone to meet you at the door. Or 
meet you in the lobby or something. And yeah, yeah, you talked about it. that. And you talked yeah. about that in, in your in your video that I watched where, you know, you said that people, you know, that companies want your money. Well, you're you're on one hand, you're right. On the other, um, there's a lot of companies that are not run well and that really quite frankly, don't deserve any money because they're run so poorly. So it tends to depend on the company. It does. Um, and if that company is not accommodating, then they just lose <clears> the customer. <throat> you know, you move on. And hopefully it's not the only company that's doing what you want to be done. But again, I haven't run into any issues yet as far as that goes. Um, and I said yet because, like you said, there are some companies that are not accommodating. But, you know, there there are people who are not complete and total a-holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mixed back, mixed back. We've got plenty, plenty of people on all sides, all sides yep. of the story. Yeah, and it might be, you know, and I'm glad that you're, you know, that you're able to live in Nevada because I think probably people are a lot kinder on that side of the country, you know, come oh, on over no, to the, I wouldn't say that they are very nice here. I, I think I pointed it out to my mom. I said, these people are really nice. And I was surprised. I don't, I wouldn't say that they were nicer on one side of the country than the other. Well, and, and yeah. And I mean, maybe not. I, I, I mean, you, you have a point, but what I am saying is I think people from different parts of the country interact with the disability community in a slightly different way, just based on their attitude, you know, yeah. um, you, you know, pe- people in the East, on the East, on the East coast are more likely to be more bureaucratic. You know, there's more bureaucracy mm-hmm. uh, in the East. I mean, there's bureaucracy in every state, but there's, bu- there's bureaucracy everywhere, but there's certainly more of it near, near the Capitol and near Washington, DC. So I think it, does slightly depend on the state because each state is a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people like well, like you said, they are they're very polite here. I haven't run into any impolite people. Mm-hmm. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, I I think you're very lucky for that. I think in in all of our states we have very polite and very imp- un, impolite people. And again, I think it has a lot to do with your attitude and how you present yourself too. I've, I've like I said, people they might start I, when I was working for Marriott. I would get hostile callers. I was in reservations, and they started the conversation hostile. They are angry about something that went wrong with their reservation. They call and they want to speak to a supervisor immediately, and they're ready to cuss me out and go crazy. And I'll go in. I'll say, okay, I'll transfer you to my supervisor. Let me see if I can fix this for you first and I'll go in and take care of whatever they need or if I can't take care of it I'll get someone who will and by the end of the conversation they're like you know what I wish I had you in the first place (laughs) thank you so much you know because like I said I, I handle everything with a smile and you are not allowed to be angry around me I'm not gonna let you do it don't be angry so I think everything has I think it has a lot to do with your personality and how you present yourself to a person. If you are automatically angry, if you're coming off hostile or sad or anything, it's going to make people, you know, which how you feel, um, it's going to make people avoid you or they're going to be angry because you're angry. I go in like, hey, 
I'm Jennifer, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to let you be angry. Even if I can't help you with something, I'm going to either try to find a way to help you or find somebody else who can make some suggestions. We're going to do something to turn that frown upside down. I don't, you're not going to be angry around me. <laughs> you're not going to be angry around me. I will go as far as, um, I met a lady who, who, um, just, she met a girl who was really angry in a store and she looked at her and she walked up to her and she gave her a hug. And that made that lady's day. And over Christmas, um, there was a lady behind me. She was so mad. She was just wasn't in the spirit. And she was really close to me. I could feel her breath on the back of my neck. And it was just, I just turned around and gave her a hug. And I said, if you're going to be this close to me, you're going to have to give me a hug. <laughs> and my mom, on the other hand, she will get mad if somebody's that close to her in line. And she'll, she'll be like, um, can you back up or something like that? I, like I said, I got some personality. Like, okay, if you're going to be this close to me, you're going to have to give me some sugar. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to let you be angry around me. And my mom was like, why would you do that? She said, don't do stuff like that. She said, that lady did not look like she wanted you to touch her. I said, she probably didn't want me to touch her, and I didn't want her breathing on the back of my neck. So both of us are going to have a Merry Christmas. Exactly. And when, when, exactly. Um, yeah. when we left yeah. the store, the lady was coming out behind us, and she said, God bless y'all. And I looked at my mom yeah. and said, see, she's not right. mad. She probably didn't want me to touch her. But she's not angry about it. She's okay. And she'll probably tell somebody today, hey, this perfect stranger just turned around and gave me a hug in the store. <laughs> what was that thing you said earlier about something about a smile? You said something, and I'm going to use it as the title for the, for, for the episode because it was such a good quote. Take life with a smile, have a smile. What did you say about smile? I I said turning a smile upside down. No, 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 not that. Um, um, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I was, I, maybe it was when I was saying that, um, I was, I said that there's nothing that a chocolate chip cookie and a hood can't cure. <laughs> no, no, it definitely, it definitely wasn't that. It definitely wasn't that. Um, but, but that, that's, that's a really, that's a really good, a really good attitude. Uh, you know, to have to have about uh, to have about life, you know. Yeah, you know what, Erin? I am walking outside and I have to get my daughter off the bus. But I was really happy to speak to you, and hopefully, we can do this again one day. Well, we at Erin Show uh, want to thank you. This was a great episode, and I'm sure listeners from all over the world, we can certainly turn all of our frowns upside down from all over the world. Thank you. God bless you, and you're always welcome on Erin Show. Thank you. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our Powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. 
Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer.